You're listening to the Business and Life Conversations podcast with Angela Henderson, episode 14. Hey there, you're listening to the Business and Life Conversations podcast. My name is Angela Henderson, and on this show, we talk about improving your business, life, or both by having amazing and rich conversations with brilliant guests who will inspire you and who will give you tips and tricks to help you grow both in life and in business. Hey there, welcome back to Business and Life Conversations podcast with me, your host, Angela from Angela Henderson Consulting. I'm so thrilled that you're tuning in today because it's going to be an epic episode as we have Christy from Plan joining us today where she's bringing her A-game to talk to us about the top 10 Instagram hacks to grow your business. This episode is going to be filled with juiciness just like a jam donut, so let's get ready to rock and roll. Welcome to the show, Christy. Hi, now, now I'm hungry for donuts. <laughs> well, yeah, well, I'm glad you are because one of the things I do with all my guests as we, I mean, like, I like to get to them to know you a little bit more, is my first question to you actually is, is what's your favorite donut? Oh, my God. Oh, can I tell you something really crazy? But I used to not be able to eat gluten at yeah. all. And then my appendix exploded and I got it taken out. And now I can eat gluten. So, like, I'm still delving into the world of donuts. <laughs> I, I don't think I've tried them all. But I think anything with custard or, like, yes. the original glaze, like, that's kind of where I'm at because I haven't been used to eating such sweet things. I'm like, mm, just kind of going around the edges still. Oh, my goodness, yeah, it still does. <laughs> And if you're ever at the airport, make sure you hit those Krispy Kremes because those suckers are like next level. Oh, the original glazed Krispy Kreme for me, always. I know. Oh my goodness. Well, I'm so sorry to hear about the appendix. That's not oh. fun in any ways. But I guess on the other side, hello gluten. Yeah, didn't need it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You know, in there, meh, same zoom. So now listen, obviously... We're going to talk all things Instagram today, which is going to be great. But before that, you know, I want to just share a little bit of stats because I went to Social Media Marketing World in San Diego earlier this year. And let me just say it was amazing. And there are some serious levels of goodness. But specifically, they really honed in on Instagram and Messenger bots this year. It was kind of their biggest two takeaways. And Mari Smith, which is one of the world-known Facebook experts, she really talked about Instagram because obviously Instagram is part of the Facebook overarching platforms there. And what she interesting data that she talked about is that 25 million business profiles worldwide, and that was as of March, so obviously those numbers would have increased. Two million advertisers use Instagram to share their stories every single day. They've got 200 plus Instagrammers visit at least one business profile daily. They also talked about 60% of people say they discover new products on Instagram, 80% increase in time spent watching video on Instagram, and one third of viewed stories are from businesses, which is pretty phenomenal thinking, you know, that's equates to about 33% of stories are coming from businesses that are being watched. Correct. Uh, and they just hit 1 billion users. So officially still the fastest growing and most engaged platform. Oh my goodness. It, it's like, and, and I always say, you know, pick your platforms, obviously, like yes. you don't want to be on everything, but Instagram, especially from a product base, you know, e-commerce on um, a service base, but there's so many levels of goodness. If you can just kind of find, do you know what I mean? How to use it appropriately. Mm-hmm. And obviously, you know, this as being a multi-award winning Instagram planning, scheduling and analytics app guru. What are your thoughts though about how fast Instagram is moving this year? Because I agree that they're moving fast and it's great, but I guess from my side, when I'm working with my business consulting clients, there's a bit of overwhelm and I'm just wondering, is that going to work against them? What are your thoughts? 
Oh, well, the thing with the beauty of tech and social media is that it always changes. Yes. And it's just, it's kind of like adapt or die. <laughs> yeah, that is true. Social media. I mean, and there are some days that I even struggle. Like I take a week off sometimes, which is very, very rare. And I come back and I'm like, well, look at all these changes. But as long as you accept that that is just life, social media, then I think you're okay. And if you have the people that you reach out to or, you know, people follow us to get the information when there are changes and just keep up with it. And if it is too much for you, social media is one of the first things in a business to outsource or delegate or get a team member because marketing is really important in a business and and if you are feeling that overwhelmed then maybe it's time to look at delegating yeah and I couldn't agree more on this one because so many times when my clients come to me and we're looking at things and I work with them about what do they love doing what do they kind of go yeah do I mean I don't love it but I'll do it and what do they hate and there's a lot of hate going in the, the social media, do you know what I mean? Because I think it's just them trying to get their heads around all the platforms and all the changing pieces. Um, so yeah, so- As a business owner, you've also got 17. I actually sat down one day because, I mean, I'm a small business owner myself and I started out completely on my own and I sat down and wrote all the different job descriptions in my business and I had 17 jobs. And yes. I kind of, so I decided to write the job descriptions out and then start delegating as I started to, A, hate them and B, <laughs> focus on other things. Yes, but I think, it's also important that you know in order to grow your business you be you need to be able to have time to work on new projects and things and so sometimes doing the Instagram it might not be you know as important because it might stagnate your overall business growth so I do think yeah there comes a times where outsourcing is there great yeah no cool so let you obviously there's a million different social media platforms what was it that made you decide to hone in on specifically on the Instagram platform of your, you know, why was it your go-to choice when you decided to start plan? Well, I was working in corporate and I was working in marketing and advertising, making TV commercials. And I was also at home when I come home at night and I was a little bit bored and I just, I'm not a TV girl. So I'd draw and I'd illustrate and I'd always been super creative. And I started posting my work on Instagram and then I started selling work on Instagram and people were like, Oh, what are you doing? And in my head, I'm like, well, this is totally makes sense to me because it's all about your Instagram grid. It's about how it looks, it's how cohesive it is. And when someone comes and they want to, you know, hear about your story, but there was no product in the world right back then when I was, you know, coming up with this idea that you could visually drag and drop and design how everything would look in advance. And when, and I saw how fast Instagram was growing and I was like, okay, well, everyone's getting this amazing engagement but that's not going to continue forever. Totally. So why can't, why not put the control of how your brand is perceived in your own hands? And I started talking to people and they were like, Oh, well, I, you know, I have a secret account that I post on to see how the grid looks or I paste and then delete or like all these random things that like someone even said to me that they had MS paint that they were dragging and dropping oh, images. No. And I was like, no. So um, it came from something that I wanted and I was, you know, doing it by, by sight cause I'm quite creative. But when I started consulting and then, then, then I started consulting on Instagram, um, I cue that entrepreneurial, there's got to be a better way. Yeah. 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 And then, and lo and behold, plan was developed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So that's how I got started. But I mean, I didn't have any tech experience. I had no bloody idea what I was doing. <laughs> but sometimes that's that, you know, they say all the time that sometimes that's the best way is because you go in with no preconceived ideas. You're just working on what you know, like what the user needs. 
yeah. you, you've got, you're solving a problem and you're just, you know, you make it happen. So sometimes that, that's not a bad thing. Yeah. And solving your own problem as well. So like I wanted, um, so as a marketer, there's a lot of people that don't understand that marketing means metrics. So it's always about, you know, what return you're getting or what statistics or what, you know, cl- click throughs you're getting. And so I was like, well, why can't I bring the creative world and introduce them to analytics in a beautiful way? And I mean, it just kept evolving. So Okay, you know, that's a beautiful entry into. So tell those listeners who aren't aware of plan because they should be aware of plan. But if they're not, because there will be some people who aren't and there will also be people there going, okay, this kind of, I think we're getting, it might be a scheduling tool, but what is it? So, you know, let's hear it from you exactly what plan does and how it works so that it will flow on for the rest of our conversation. Of course. So what plan is, is a tool, um, a productivity tool that sits alongside your Instagram. So a lot of people have a lot of overwhelm with, you know, what to post or what to make or what to put out there. So I wanted to create a tool that teaches you how to tell your brand story to make money with Instagram. So I created a content creation, scheduling and analytics tool. And in through all of these pieces, there's also a strategy tool that can teach you what to actually post to tell a well-rounded brand story. And then I of course needed the hashtags because hashtags are such a really crucial part of growing your feed that I then created hashtag sets. So you can save sets of 30. Um, it, it mentions so when you're typing in hashtags to save in your set or your families, um, it tells you how many mentions it has. So you can actually choose inside the app which ones you think will have the best reach for you so what I've done is then overlaid it with there's a lot of people that are like well I don't really know how to use an app like that so I've laid it with uh, help so it teaches you as you use it so you don't get overwhelmed oh gosh how cool And I say that because I outsource mine. So I would love to say that I know exactly how it works, but I'm not going to sit here and lie and say that I do. But do you know what I mean? I'm like, cool. I'm like shaking my head going, yep, that can be cool. Especially for, because Instagram is such a visual aspect anyways. And that so many people are also visual learners. So the fact that you're able to have that opportunity to, like you said, drag and and get that help along the way, Mm -hmm. I think it would just go hand in hand with helping the overall experience. Yeah. So the thing with marketing is that a lot of people don't understand that it's not about putting your, your work into the world and saying, buy my stuff. It's just, this is not how it works. It's about people falling in love with you and your journey and your story. And the, the Instagram is such a visual storytelling metric. So it's not a portfolio. So I see a lot of mistakes where people are just putting their portfolio out there and saying, here's my stuff. Now you can buy it. It's about the person behind the feed because we're all humans and it's about connecting with humans. So I created a piece called strategy so you can actually pre-populate the themes that tell your business story and we've pre-selected the themes that work the best so that you don't have to do too much thinking dude that's awesome and it is all about i i'm one of australia's leading parenting bloggers and as that you know i i storytelling is it you drive emotion in people Mm. you get people thinking slightly differently you also get people it's relatable you know so some of my best instagram posts are just me with a shopping cart in the shopping you know coles or woolworths and it's an empty line but because my ideal client is moms with small kids there you know you can get four or five hundred people going oh my gosh i totally get this i'm walking up and down every aisle without a screaming kid thank you so much right so it absolutely is about bringing them on that journey but so many people still are just dropping their products and going buy here and it's not working and then they get crappy because it's not working and so um, going into obviously with Instagram growing so fast and so quickly over, especially the last eight months and it, and it overtaking the world, there's got to be some hacks. And I'd love for you to share with us, you know, a few hacks that you've got up your sleeve to help mm-hmm. the listeners to grow their own Instagram account. So, you know, are you up for sharing some hacks with us? I definitely can. I mean, I could be here all day doing this one. <laughs> 
I mean, I talk about Instagram a lot, but there are things that are consistent. There are things that change and are considered hacks. And then there are hacks that are just, you know, this is how Instagram works. So um, the number one thing that I'd say is obviously hashtags. So 30 hashtags on every post. A lot of people are like, well, you know, that's a lot. But hashtags are those neon lights that say, I'm here. And it's how you get external visibility. So you definitely want to be using them. And so number two would be uh, consistency. So the Instagram algorithm rewards consistency. If you're constantly engaging or posting or being on your stories, then Instagram will actually reward you. And a lot of people then freak out, which leads me to number three, where you're, um, oh my gosh, mind blank. (laughs) (laughs) Mind blank all the time. Um, uh, Posting stories. Yeah. is also something that people forget to do. Uh, they are, you know, a nice quick win. They don't have to have huge production behind them. People like them. But, again, they're an extension of your brand. So it's not like you're on Snapchat. They're still uh, your brand. And then with the hashtags on top of that, you can actually put 30 hashtags inside your story. So just change the color of them, squeeze them down, and hide them up in the sky. And then you can put your visibility up in your stories too. So that's like a little hack. Who knows how long that'll stay for. But yeah. you know, Instagram's always changing. Um, the one big thing that I've seen brands and things do is, you know, those color schemes where everyone has these beautiful color schemes. Yeah. There's no reason you need to invest in great photography for, for, for a platform with 1 billion users. You do need to invest in great photography and inside plan. We've got 60, I think there's over 60 now professional filters, but a lot of people think that when they use filters, they have to use them at a hundred percent. But a lot of the time, if you slide the, them back to about 20, 30%, you'll get better imagery and you'll be able to have more consistency because it's just slight hues rather than complete, you know, greens or oranges. Yeah. So there's that. Um, I am a strong marketer. So my next tips would be about you need to understand the metrics. You definitely need to understand you know, how many click-throughs are you getting to your website, which types of posts work better. If you did a behind-the-scenes, did that work? Or was it an inspirational post that got you more sales? Or you, know, you need to understand that. So when you come up to a client or your own uh, KPIs at the end of the month, if you know what's going to pull the lever to get you more sales, then that's your strongest tool in your toolbox. So there's that one. Uh, analytics are a big thing. So have a look at the like best times to post and um, what's ha- what's happening. So inside plan that even dives into your best performing color schemes. So you can actually see those orange photos of your sunset probably didn't perform as well as a blue cocktail. Yep. But you can also dive into your color performance, which is something that I'm really proud of because something that I wanted. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. This one has to get over the line this time. Yeah, yeah. it has to. Yeah. So what I wanted to do with that piece is teach people that doing a cocktail shot in a dark bar doesn't work. So the color schemes that are orange just no. So orange, <laughs> you would say orange is one of the no goes. I would definitely say orange is dark or dark dim oranges are a no go. Okay. And what would you say are the are the number one colors? The bright, the bright blues and greens. The blues and greens. All right, there you have it, people. Yeah, blues the nudes, and green. blues and greens. So that's personally from that's what I see in my target audience. It's going to be different if I had a younger female audience. I'd probably be looking at pinks. Okay. And, yeah. And jade. So it's all about you know understanding your people. Yeah, no, absolutely. And again, I go, but that's with any marketing thing is, you know, if you have a, I said my client who's a third or my ideal client, a 38 year old woman, right. Mm -hmm. But I'm showing Instagram photos of of a 21 year old in bikinis. (laughs) Even though my 38 year old can probably still work a bikini. Right. 
but she's not, she's like, she's also got, we potentially have had ki- a couple of kids. We've got some love handles going on and we're proud of those, but we're not the 21 year old in the, do you know what I mean? Thong. Yeah, it's not relatable. You know, it's not. And so, yes, yeah, so you've got constantly got to be thinking about what's, you know, even again, color, mm-hmm. where are they shopping, et cetera. No, totally. So yeah, blues, mm-hmm. greens, potentially the pinks, but not the oranges. I mean, that's my personal experience, but I've looked at a lot of accounts, but that's kind of an overarching theme I've found. All right. Uh, One of the biggest tips I give a lot of people is that, yeah, you can schedule and you can plan, but it's actually the beauty of social media is in being social. So I would say it's 20% posting and 80% engagement. Mm -hmm. And that's anywhere between going over and liking other people's uh, posts or having a real conversation. Try and stay clear of going thank you or nice. If you actually respond to a comment with another question, you'll re- you'll have a higher reach because you'll have more engagement on your post. So if you're responding to someone that just says, you know, hello, great post, and you just go thanks, you're kind of cutting your own reach off. Yeah. So having that chatty conversation there. And I think I'm almost at 10. I could, I honestly, like I said, I could, I could do way more, but I mean, people come and they find you for the images, but they stay for the captions. Yes. So be intrinsically you, be fun, be what be what your brand is. And I think one of the best things about Plan is that we have so many people coming back because we don't talk like a professional. <laughs> we're not a professional. We're a startup. We're tiny and we're all super quirky and super creative. So all of our captions are like, well, dip me in bacon fat. Like, <laughs> just, you love me some bacon. Yeah. <laughs> just, you know, the quirkiness that people are not expecting. So we kind of thrive off that. Attention, women in business, get ready to ignite your success and elevate your game. Join me for an exclusive three-day women in business conference from October 31st to November 2nd at the breathtaking Gold Coast, Australia. Designed exclusively for online business owners, service-based business owners, coaches, consultants, and course creators. What to expect at this amazing three-day women in business conference? Expect an immersive experience filled with fun, empowering keynote speakers, interactive workshops, networking opportunities with other successful business owners, gain valuable insights, forge meaningful connections, and leave inspired to take your business to new heights. 12 speakers have already been announced with five more speakers being announced shortly. We have Steph Taylor joining us, Anita Seek joining us, Lisa Cordiff joining us, and not to mention Maddie from Sound Healing Australia, who will be there for the most magical sound healing experience ever. You do not want to miss the event of the year for women in business. To secure your ticket, head to AngelaHenderson.com.au today. No, and again, but you you know who you're talking to, you know? So if it was quite stale and whatever, that's fine for another market potentially. But for your market, you know, that quirkiness has all, but you've also, I guess, separated yourself from everyone else by adding that funness to it and that little bit of a twist to it. And that's, you stand out and you're memorable. Yeah, well, that's what I'm hoping for. <laughs> well, you are, you are. I mean, multi-award winning is pretty cool thing to Thank be able you. to say. So well done with that. Thank you. Now, hashtags, always an ongoing debate. I mean, yes. Instagram, they kill me with it. Mm-hmm. But I agree, 30 hashtags. But let me t- ask you this. In the body of the text or in the comments? Because it's switched that many times, I don't know where we're at. It doesn't matter. All right, really? so it's, we're back. Okay, so it clearly doesn't matter. I don't and, think it's ever mattered. <laughs> okay, yeah, cool. Because it's like always the things like you hear, and you're like, is this just someone writing this? Just yes, to get a that, is, that is it. 
That yeah. is it. Because what happens is it's something that, okay, so in the world of SEO, so obviously on Instagram, I'm also a tech founder and I run a business. And as part of my business, I have a blog to get awareness. So <laughs> if I know what people are searching for, then I'm going to try and get in front of them. So yes. if I know that people are searching for where should your hashtags go, then I'm going to write a blog post about it because I'm going to get traffic, then I can retarget. So yes. I, I have a that holistic view of how that all works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. and do you have to, so let's just say you decide to put it in the, you know, the comment section and then there's all these dot, 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 dots. Do you know what I mean? Again, it doesn't matter or doesn't it matter? No, it doesn't. So a lot of people think that if they have those three dots, it means that when people are scrolling, uh, they won't see a big kind of cluster of hashtags underneath their post. Uh-huh. But Instagram changed it, that the first comment's actually hidden. You've got to see comments, right? Okay. So it doesn't matter. Me, well, that, doesn't matter because I can't see him anyway. Because, <laughs> I mean, we get custom, my customer support team, right? So we have um, a lot of questions. This is one of our most asked questions. It's in our FAQ. And they say, can we put stars in it? I'm like, well, why? And then I literally, like, make them go and look at their feed. I'm like, go check out your feed and have a scroll. You actually don't see the quit. You don't see them. So, like, why putting them there but I mean each their own everyone's got their own you know if you're used to doing that and it's part of your routine and it and it's just how you flow then do it yeah but regardless it doesn't matter where they are just do the 30 hashtags bingo okay perfect (laughs) and post them as quickly so that actually here's a fun hack for you Post your 30 hashtags, right? So you might find all of the mentions between, say, 250,000 and 750,000 mentions. You might have, like, a cluster of hashtags that sit within those mentions. Give them an hour or two and then delete them and then put in your hashtags that have under 50,000 or under 25,000 and you'll get the tail end of those that are smaller. Interesting. I've never done that before. Mm. Very cool hack. I may have to do some split testing, mm. I think. Very, very cool. Let me know how you go. All right. So start with one hour or so later, go back, delete them, and then enter the other 30, and you'll get kind of the back, like you said, the, the backlash, do you know what I mean, of, of the algorithm. Of the smaller, yeah, for, yeah. You'll get the smaller hashtags trending. Yeah. So you might, and, you might only stay for an hour or two in the big hashtags, but you might get a day in the small ones. Okay. Now, let me ask, speaking of bigger ones, my biggest thing is, is there is, when I work with my clients around some of their Instagram profiles, they initially think that if they go for one of my clients yesterday had a hashtag glam, right? Oh, but no. she had, <laughs> but she had an enormous, like she had some really other good ones, but I was saying to her, like, you understand that glam. And I went and actually checked it out at 23 million other people competing in that mm-hmm. space. And I was like, you know, you do realize that if you use those bigger ones, it actually, I'm not saying don't ever use those, but in, what I said to her is, is it's okay to use a handful once in a while, but if you consistently use those, you're going to get pushed down so far that you're not going to ever be seen in the feed because there's 23 other million people utilizing those. What are your thoughts about you? Is it better to use hashtags with smaller amount of people or to mix it up? What's, what's your experience? Well, my experience is that it depends on your actual engagement rate because the better your engagement rate, then the more visibility you'll get in those hashtags. Mm-hmm. So that's my personal feel on that. Um, and that's why inside plan, when you're writing your hashtag, we will show you how many mentions that hashtag has had and they're color coded to try and give you a hint of if it's good or not. Yeah. So for example, glam would show up as a bread. Yes. <laughs> Anything over a million inside plan would be like, nope. Yeah. <laughs> because you're just not being, it, it means you haven't niche. Yes. It kind of means that you haven't understood your audience and it, and it means that you haven't understood uh, the niche that you're kind of living in. So glam, you, uh, yeah, I would never use, but a couple, maybe a couple in a million just to try them out. Because if you have great engagement and you do get picked up by those million, then they're amazing. 
like yes. amazing. But I'd only be doing one or two, maybe three maximum in a post. Yeah, no, perfect. But yeah, that's what I've been saying. So yay that I, you know, <laughs> I, I have been doing that, you know. Yeah, I do not say I'm an Instagram pro in any ways, but I have Jada Selner who owns um, Simple Green Smoothies before, Beautiful. you know, she <laughs> she was a big Instagrammer a few years ago, a pro blogger, and that's kind of where I learned a few of my things. But yeah, no, so cool. Now, let's talk about Instagram TV for a minute. Obviously, mm-hmm. it's just been released. Mm-hmm. How do you think this is going to help businesses? Um, it's, it, I just think it's another channel. And, and again, this comes down to overwhelm that, you know, do you as a business owner have the capacity and the bandwidth to be on another platform or can you repurpose your work to be on here? I think it's going to be amazing for tutorials mm-hmm. because Instagram stories. So I think, you know, maybe it's not going to be an hour. I think maybe, you know, a couple of minutes or mm-hmm. for now, bef- I mean, they are trying to compete with YouTube in a way, but what we are doing here at plan. So we, uh, all have personal accounts and we do all our own testing before we then come back to our community and say, here's what we've found as early adopters. Obviously we get better results. And so that kind of skews the first piece. So we're actually all halfway. So Michaela, our marketing manager at plan, she has been posting almost every day on Instagram TV and so we'll have a roundup next week. So I'll probably we'll be able to tell you more next week. <laughs> cool. No, no, no. That's still awesome. And again, I think, again, it's important that I'm a big believer. If you're doing Instagram, like post Instagram stories and you're doing them well and going to TV is going to tip you to then the other two not doing so well, I still think it's better to just stick with the two that you know really, really well until you have the capacity to jump into the TV side of things. Because just because everyone else might appear in your Facebook feeds or news feeds and everyone's doing it. Not everyone is doing it. So there's no need to panic and feel that you have to just do it because everyone else is doing it. Because then you think about Instagram, they're trying to get the early adoption. They're trying to make it part of your routine. So Instagram, the platform itself will be pushing it harder to try and encourage you to adapt to use it because they're all aware that you know social changes and everyone does have a lot of platforms. So they're trying to teach you that they want you to use it. So you have to think with that mind as well. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And they are competing with YouTube. Let's be very clear. Mm-hmm. Mari Smith talked about the grids, you know, with Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. Um, what's the other one? It starts, is it, starts with an H I think there's Netflix, you know, and all those and Facebook collectively is going hard. You know, you look at, you've got Facebook live, you've got Facebook TV, you've got the episodic, do you mean shows that are there? You've got Instagram being released. So they are competing big time, you know, with those other platforms to try and kind of win that monopoly. So it's going to be interesting to see when I go back to social social media marketing world next year, where we're at with that data. Cause I think they will have made, they will have gained a little bit, but equally as they gain, I think Netflix mm. and those guys also gain. You know, yeah. I think the history of like Instagram for me, cause I'm a bit of a future thinker. I have a feeling that they're just going to start, you know how Facebook has become an ingrained piece of your daily routine. If you're on it to use the, to be in Facebook groups or to read the news or look at memes, you know, it's part of your daily routine. So I feel like Instagram will start um, connecting and interacting with others. So we've seen it with Shopify. We've seen it coming out with a whole, I think they're about to launch a, a, a hotel booking system. So I feel like it's just going to start integrating into your own life. Yeah, no, hands down. Absolutely. And it, and it's a fun well, I find Instagram to be fun. It's There's just so much color. There's so much, like, again, this yeah, photography is very different, whereas Facebook, it can be nice, but sometimes you're like, well, I've had one positive post, and then there's killings over here, and there's this and that. I'm like, okay, back to Instagram. I'm feeling, yeah. not, that I'm, not that I live in a bubble and minimizing what happens in the world and some of those horrific things, but I just like, sometimes I just need my happy zone. I'm just going to go yeah. back to Instagram. I've started, this sounds really random, but I've started roller skating. 
okay. um, as my escape because I didn't look after myself for a couple of years while I started building the business yeah. and I started roller skating. So for me, like my feed right now is just a feel of roller skating tricks. <laughs> <laughs> yep, you're killing it on the roller skating field. What is it called? Not a field, roller skating rink? Well, I just go outside and just do tricks okay. and and... So you're not doing like a derby or anything? No. Just okay, I've got yeah. these bright pink and bright green skates and I jump outside and put That's headphones awesome. on and skate along the water. It's great. Dude, good on you. And are you feeling better for doing that? Yeah, oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah, getting back outside, connecting oh, with yeah. nature, all that. Yeah. Not working, you know, because running a business, you get to choose what 18 hours of the day you work. <laughs> right. Especially when you're in startup, let's be honest, you know. I, and I always, I do talk about this in a lot of my other episodes. It's not necessarily about the hustle, but the reality of it is, is you have to work hard, you know. So, and that will look different for everyone, but, you know, yeah. So well done for getting back outside and finding, you know, something that you love again. So what's the next plan for you and plan other than, I mean, you could be the next roller skating derby queen. <laughs> but besides doing that, what's the plans for you and, and plan? We are actually, so we've been an app for a very long time. So, I mean, the app, when I say a long time, 18 months, but it feels like, <laughs> forever. <laughs> it feels like forever already. And we are, I actually, um, it, the company is bootstrapped, which means it's completely self-funded, which is almost unheard of for a tech company. That's cool. So cool. For, you know, new features and things, but I've been working really hard with a, a different team on building a web platform. Mm-hmm. So we're about to enter our beta. So mm-hmm. keep your fingers crossed because who knows what happens in the world of tech so yes. that we can bring plan to, you know, bigger companies or people that like to work from their computers and give more flexibility and options for people. Oh my goodness. How... I am so excited. Honestly, I've been, it's, it's, I've been wanting to do it for over a year, but it costs so much money and I'm, I'm the product designer as well. So I have to design like a hundred (laughs) screens and then find developers. And yeah, so it's been, it's been really challenging, but I do like, I literally, I'm one of those annoying people that wakes up on a Monday. It's like, Oh yes, going to work. Good to do like something. See, so in regards to liking your job, like I genuinely like what I do. I don't look at it as work. So some people may choose at night to sit on the couch and watch Netflix for eight hours. And I'm totally, that's totally fine because that's a choice. But I actually don't mind that if hubby and kids are away, like I potter around and do something else because I just like what I do. What, what's your take on it? How do you feel? I mean, there's no wrong or right way, but what do you like? I am not the poster child for work-life balance and I am terrible and I don't condone how hard you should work. And I don't have any rules around that, but I work a lot of hours. Yeah. Um, but I do enjoy it. Like I might go for, a, I'll try and take a couple of hours in the day or go for a walk or something like that. But I mean, I get home and I, when I say I get home, I'm, I have two tech teams. So I have one for web that starts at 5am in the morning from New Zealand. And then I have an international team. Then they start at 4pm. Yeah. So my day, uh, doesn't yeah. really end. <laughs> and again, so, yeah. that's like, again, like it's, there's no wrong or right, right way, but I guess you've also identified that, you know, you brought roller skating back in, you've, you're connecting with nature again. So, you know, and balance looks different to everyone else. And so I think it's important yes. for those listeners out there that I, I think neither Christy or I are going to be like, you must meditate for eight hours in the morning before you do this, or you must drink. I'm like, no. I've been chugging my diet Coke during this thing, you know, like yeah. I too, am, you know, you've got to find what's right for you. So, and what balance. Yeah, so I stopped so later, later at 
night now. I've stopped um, working maybe an hour before I go to bed and just spend some time with my husband. Um, I do meditate. I do some stretching on the floor and I do all that before bed because I was finding that I was waking up having panic attacks in the middle of the night. So I'm like, all right. So there's some like self-care things that needed to come in, hence the roller skating and getting out for walks. So um, I learned where my limit was and now I'm working backwards. (laughs) But it's a good thing to talk about because I talk about, I'm a huge mental health advocate. I'm a mental health clinician by trade of 15 years and I too suffer from depression and anxiety so I talk quite open about it and I also love when other people talk about it not because of the pain that they've had to go through but to kind of normalize it because Just I think normalize it yeah. society very much as you know don't get me started on the mental yeah, I didn't know. I, well, I just, I just didn't, I didn't even know what panic attacks were until they started happening. And when people used to tell me they got panic attacks, there's no way I could understand it until I then experienced it. I was like, well, this is horrible. You're like, yep. And we're roller skating people. We're back to roller skating. So yeah, no, good on you. <laughs> so now, so plan, you've got, you know, potentially you're in beta for the desktop version of plan, which is super, super. Almost. Yeah. 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 That is so fun. And one thing again, I like to end with is a one, another question so people get to know you who at the moment are you looking up to in life and in business you know if you're kind of like you know do you have a mentor do you look up to someone who isn't a mentor do you you know what is it who do you look up to um I look up to the people who have been able to build beautiful lifestyles so they've made a really cool business and they're really happy but they've built a lifestyle that goes with it and they're not usually in tech and they're not usually in marketing so it's like a mixture of things um I do have mentors that I look up to that are product owners so my my love I've found through doing this is that I love creating products mm-hmm. um so the people I look up to are the people who have created cool things or designed cool things or that like so I'm more that way inclined rather than like here's this amazing person so I like to yeah no it's not one particular person just particular things I think no that's awesome very very cool and for the listeners that are out there if they'd like to get to know more about you or more about plan or if they want to purchase and start testing plan for their own Instagram accounts where can they find you Mm So you can download the app on Apple and Android uh, at Plan for Instagram. If you search Plan, double N, Plan, (laughs) Plan Instagram on the app stores and then planbat.com and we have Plan That on Instagram as well. So we do daily Instagram tips and tricks and more hacks and how to use the app and how to make images look great. So we do, uh, yeah, so one of the biggest things for us is teaching our community how they can grow and be better. No, awesome. And I know when I have uh, potentially, uh, what's the word, scrolled, stalked your blog because there's so much value over on the blog that for those, Mm -hmm. you know, hacks and tips that you gave today, if you guys couldn't write Mm -hmm. them all down or you're in a car, make sure you just head to plan that though. Can you just repeat Mm -hmm. your website just so we all have that? Yep. So plan that, P-L-A-N-N, that, T-H-A-T dot com head over there hit the blog because you'll you know they've got articles coming up the wazoo of super ways that you guys can look at your instagram account great you know tips the goal of the blog yeah i definitely i'm so glad that you said that because the goal of the blog was that i wanted to give people the value that most people charge them for so it's all free you know it's amazing i've been there looked at it many many times so make sure you head there super super amazing and for the rest of you guys that are listening my team and i will also be putting together the whole transcription for the episode at angelahenderson.com.au and of course i cover all sorts of things related business from business and life topics inside my facebook group the australian business collaborative with over a few thousand people in there so make sure to join the community as i'd love to see you there but in the meantime have an awesome day no matter where you guys are in the world and i look forward to you guys tuning in on our next 
next episode all about productivity hacks. Have an awesome day, everyone, and thanks for joining us, Christy. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Business and Life Conversations podcast with Angela Henderson. www.angelahenderson.com.au